The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, I hope you're keeping cool. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, July 21st, 2022, Thursday of the 16th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2, and Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. Today is the optional memorial of St. Lawrence of Brindisi. Born in 1559, at the age of 16, he entered the Capuchin Franciscan Order in Venice. He was ordained a priest at 23. With his facility for languages, he spoke and read Latin, Hebrew, Greek, German, Bohemian, Spanish, and French. Lawrence was able to study the Bible in its original text. At the request of Pope Clement VIII, he spent much time preaching to the Jews in Italy. So excellent was his knowledge of Hebrew, the rabbis felt sure he was a Jew who had become a Christian. He was elected major superior of the Capuchin Franciscan province of Tuscany at the age of 31, elected minister general of the Capuchins in 1602. He was appointed papal emissary and peacemaker. That job took him to a number of foreign countries. An effort to achieve peace in his native kingdom of Naples took him on a journey to Lisbon to visit the king of Spain. Serious illness in Lisbon took his life in 1619. St. Lawrence of Brindisi, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. O my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all their works, powers, and affections in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people. May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, you speak to us in the Gospel today in words that really resound in my heart. Speaking to your disciples, you say, Blessed are your eyes since they see and your ears since they hear. For amen, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see that which you see, but they did not see it, and to hear that which you hear, but they did not hear it. That resounds very much with me because I think you're spot on. 
the disciples were really truly blessed to have seen, to have heard, and to have spent time with you. There is kind of a part of a holy jealousy that I think should be part and parcel of most Christians to think that, to look upon the disciples as being specially blessed. I mean, yes, we know that already because they are the disciples. But if we speak personally for a moment, to say that, well, they just had that unique opportunity to spend time with you, Jesus, in a way that, to be quite frank, I would have loved. You know, we see these beautiful images of you throughout history in art and in architecture. But to have that unique experience, not of looking at you as a picture, but to see your face, to be able to, to even to touch the, the holes in your hands and your, your side, to have that unique intimacy with you, Jesus, I, I, I agree. I agree 100% with what you say. The disciples were really and truly blessed. And you think of all of those prophets and righteous holy men that came before them, of Abraham and Noah, all of those wonderful men and women as well that form part of the whole collection of, uh, of prophets who, who respond to your call, that they didn't have that experience and, and yet they are truly blessed. But they didn't have that special grace to, to see you face to face. And so I think for sure that they had a wonderful uh, and truly magnificent blessing. And we as Christians ought to have that deep desire to, to, to be able to see you, to look upon your face, which is what you promised to us, Jesus, at, at the end, whenever we die, when we are judged. And please God, whenever we are ready to go to heaven, to, to look upon your, your face without any, anything getting in between us, without our sinfulness, without all of the baggage of this, this world. That is something that, that drags us through life at times whenever perhaps we're experiencing some difficulties or maybe we meet somebody who is nearing the end of their life. I had that, often, that experience very often when I was working in the hospital to see people who were really at the end of their life's journey and to say to them that very soon you will see the face of Jesus. Well, that's, that's such a marvelous thing that helps us to cope very often with the sadness and the sorrow that we have whenever we, we lose someone that we love, knowing that they are now with you in your arms, Jesus. In the same way that these disciples are, that they can hear and that they can see. And we think about all that you gave to them. You chose them and you dedicated your time completely and totally to them to give them the formation that they needed in order to be your disciples. In a really sense, thinking about this, that they kind of disciples, those disciples grew up with you, Jesus. Not in the sense that, you know, we kind of grow up with people in our neighborhood, but they really truly grew up in the sense that they, they matured with you in the spiritual life, obviously, but even humanly speaking, to, to see how you treated other people and to try to imitate your example. But I think that they especially grew with you after the resurrection, you know, to have seen you suffer and die even though they had the reality of their own sinfulness and the way that they ran away at the end. But your mercy, which completely overcomes all of that, Jesus, is what helps them ultimately to be the magnificent pillars of the church that they are, especially through then through the gift of the Holy Spirit to, to strengthen them. But humanly speaking, that experience of your mercy and, 
building upon all of the virtue and all of the love that you have poured into their heart. Yes, they really are truly blessed. It sounds like I'm going on and on and on about this, but I think this should be a, a real key aspect of our prayer to, to imagine what it would have been like to hear these words in the gospel for the first time, because that helps us to, to really place ourselves into the gospel. And the more that I was thinking about this, reflecting about this, how blessed the disciples were because of all the things that they heard and that they had seen, well, it really occurs to me that, well, yes, they are blessed and in a sense more blessed than we are. But we share in that blessing in the same way because we do see you, Jesus, in the world and we hear you, maybe not exactly in the same way that the disciples did in the gospel, but you are there for us, Jesus. And we are truly blessed that we can spend this time with you in our life. That we know that you are with us in this world whenever we make that leap of faith, Jesus, in, in life to know that you are with us, that you call us, that you have a purpose for our life. That really lifts us up and sets us apart and helps us to know that you are truly with us, Jesus. And when we spend time, especially, in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, whenever we have the great joy to receive you, Jesus, in Holy Communion, well, that is a really different type of presence that we cannot find anywhere else in the world. This is, in a sense, I think what sets us apart as disciples, to know, Jesus, that you are really and truly present in the Eucharist. That is really what, what helps us and drives us beyond all other things how many things we can cope with because you are truly with us. And in a sense, we are truly blessed in that regard, that we see you and that we hear you whenever you speak to us, especially at Mass, whenever we hear the words of the Gospel that are, that are spoken directly to us. These timeless words that, that are not just captured in one moment in history, but have a relevance for us right now. Yes, Jesus, recognizing your presence is a challenge at times for us, your disciples of today. But it is ultimately that thing which makes us blessed. Now we pray whenever we begin these meditations, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. Sometimes these prayers are a little bit formulaic. We say them just because they're a good way of starting. But really we should reflect on what we're saying. I firmly believe that you are here. It's a statement of faith. Jesus, I believe that you are here with me in this moment. <laughs> and that is a blessed moment for me to come to that realization that you are with me, that you have not abandoned me, that you accompany me throughout life. I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me in all moments. There's not a time whenever you turn your face away from me, but you are with me. And then we pray at the end. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me. Well, again, sometimes we say these things as a bit, just as an afterthought. But we're giving thanks to you that you have spoken directly to our hearts. Well, we shouldn't say that flippantly at all. Because if we open our ears to hear, Jesus, what you want to say, then you will speak. And it cannot be that we are unmoved by your presence when we truly believe that you are with us. And that that movement of our heart, that, that the desire to be with you, to desire to know you ever more, 
we should give thanks for that because that is a real presence with us. Our, our prayer has the capacity to be deeply personal. You come to us, Jesus, to speak to us, to, to, to see us, to help us in the moments in which we need you the most. And we are truly blessed for that. So we hold these disciples in the gospel today and say, yes, they are blessed. But blessed are we too, because you have called us, you have chosen us, and that you accompany us throughout life. And for that, Jesus, I give you thanks, because I truly experience that as a blessing. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Thursday, July 21st, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin our day of prayer. We pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
come into the Lord's presence singing for joy. Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Their Their own strength strength could could not save them. them. It It was was your strength and the light of your face. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you loved them. It is you, my king, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations, you make us a byword. Among the People's a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us, in a place of sorrows, and covered us with the shadow of death. 
Had we forgotten the name of our God? Or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you foretold that we would share in the persecutions that brought you to a violent death. The Church formed at the cost of your precious blood is even now conformed to your passion. May it be transformed now and eternally by the power of your resurrection. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. Let the light of your face shine on me, O Lord. Teach me your ways of holiness. From the second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves we preach, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts that we in turn might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ. This treasure we possess, in earthen vessels, to make it clear that its surpassing power comes from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way possible, but we are not crushed. Full of doubts, we never despair. We are persecuted, but never abandoned. We are struck down, but never destroyed. Continually, we carry about in our bodies the dying of Jesus, so that in our bodies the life of Jesus may also be revealed. While we live, we are constantly being delivered to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our mortal flesh. Death is at work in us, but life in you. We have that spirit of faith of which the Scripture says, Because I believed, I spoke out. We believe, and so we speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will raise us up along with Jesus and place both us and you in his presence. Indeed, everything is ordered to your benefit, so that the grace bestowed in abundance may bring greater glory to God, because they who give thanks are many. We do not lose heart, because our inner being is renewed each day, even though our body is being destroyed at the same time. 
The present burden of our trial is light enough and earns for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. We do not fix our gaze on what is seen, but on what is unseen. What is seen is transitory. What is unseen lasts forever. The Word of the Lord God has said, Let light shine out of darkness. He has has shown in our hearts that that we we might might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ Christ Jesus. The Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness, and we have heard his voice. He He has has shown in our hearts that that we might might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ Jesus. A reading from the Explanations of the Psalms by St. Ambrose, Bishop. Why do you turn away your face? We think that God is turning his face away from us when we find ourselves in such distress that our senses are clouded in darkness and we cannot see the glory of him who is truth. We are convinced that if God would pay attention to our condition and be pleased to visit our souls, nothing could plunge us in gloom. If a person's face is more enlightening, than other parts of his body, so that when we look at someone, we either see him as a stranger or recognize him as someone we know, whom our glance will not allow to pass unrecognized, how much more does the face of God enlighten those on whom he directs his gaze? In his usual way, St. Paul has something striking to say on this subject. He employs his gift for making Christ better understood to make him closer to us through the use of appropriate ideas and expressions. He tells us, God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has caused light to shine in our hearts so that we might receive the revelation of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. We know then the place where Christ is shining within us. He is the eternal splendor enlightening our minds and our hearts. He was sent by the Father to shine on us in the glory of his face and so enable us to see what is eternal and heavenly, where before we were imprisoned in the darkness of this world. There should be no need for me to speak of Christ, when even Peter the Apostle said to the man born lame, Look at us. He looked at Peter, and was enlightened by the grace of faith. He would not have received healing, had he not believed with faith. Such was the glory possessed by the Apostles. Yet Zacchaeus, hearing that the Lord Jesus was passing by, climbed a tree, for he was small in stature and could not see him because of the crowd. He saw Christ and discovered the light. He saw Christ and gave up what was his own, though he was a man who took what belonged to others. Why do you turn away your face? May we say it in another way? Even if, Lord, you turn your face away from us, Yet we are sealed with the glory of your face. Your glory is in our hearts and shines in the deep places of our spirit. Indeed, no one can live if you should turn away your face. God has said, Let light shine out of darkness. He He has has shown shown in our hearts that that we we might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ Christ Jesus. Jesus. Remember the days gone by. 
after you had been enlightened, how you endured a great contest of suffering. He He has has shown shown in our our hearts that we might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Show favor, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace that made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 26 minutes before the hour, there's more coming up. Today's Gospel in conversation with God and morning prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Thursday of the 16th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the disciples ask Jesus, Why parables? And Jesus tells them, The ones who listen with an open heart will get it. Today's reading is from Matthew the 13th chapter. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to him who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, You shall indeed hear, but never understand, and you shall indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are heavy of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should perceive with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn for me to heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, if we are people of faith, let's be realistic. There really is no such thing as private sin. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Apart from God, man will find only unhappiness and death. Sin is the vain attempt to hold water in broken cisterns. Help me repeat in the ear of this person and of that other one and of everyone, a sinner who has faith, even if he were to obtain all the blessings of this earth, will necessarily be unhappy and wretched. 
It is true that the motive that leads us and should lead everyone to hate sin, even venial sin, ought to be a supernatural one. That God abhors sin from the depths of his infiniteness, with a supreme, eternal, and necessary hatred, as an evil opposed to the infinite good. But the first reason I mentioned to you can lead us to this other one. The solitude sin leaves in the soul should be enough to lead us away from it. The road to hell is itself a living hell. Sin separates the soul from the things of God. In today's gospel, Jesus quotes the prophet Isaiah, You shall indeed hear but never understand, and you shall indeed see but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are heavy of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should perceive with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. We need only look around us to see the reality of these words of the Lord. So many people have lost their sense of sin and have become indifferent to supernatural realities. Mortal sin causes a radical break between God and man because it deprives the soul of sanctifying grace. The sinner loses all the merit previously acquired by his good works. The soul is unable to receive any new merit. In a certain sense, the soul falls under the power of the devil. The sinner's natural inclination to do good is diminished in such a way that it becomes increasingly difficult to perform good works. Sometimes a person who falls into mortal sin will suffer physical effects, discontent, bad humor, indolence, a weak will. This state of soul leads to disorder in the sentiments. It produces harm to the whole church and to all men, even though externally it may go undetected. Just as every man who does his best to love God and his fellow man elevates the world, every sin drags down with itself the church and in some way the whole world. In other words, there is no sin, not even the most intimate and secret one, the most strictly individual one that exclusively concerns the person committing it. With greater or lesser violence, with greater or lesser harm, every sin has repercussions on the entire ecclesial body and the whole human family. Every sin is intimately and mysteriously related to the passion of Christ. Our sins were present and were the cause of that suffering. We have the power to crucify the Son of God all over again. How much must he have loved us? What did it cost him to save us? What message for us have the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, the stations of the cross, the crucifix, the nails, the lance, the corpse in the lap of the mother? All this for us suffered for every one of us. All this simply to bestow upon us the grace of being God's children with all the accompanying graces we require. We sin. What does the price he paid matter to us? That was his most bitter reflection on the Mount of Olives. With divine clarity, he foresaw all our ingratitude. With the help of divine mercy, because there is no right to grace, the Christian who follows Christ closely will not fall habitually into grave faults, but the knowledge of our weakness should lead us to avoid any occasion of sin, even the most remote. We do so by mortifying our senses, by not trusting in our own judgment or our years of faithfulness or our excellent formation. We have to ask the Lord to make us abhor every sin and every deliberate fault, 
to give us a conscience sensitive enough to detect the smallest sin. We need to purify our soul with frequent confession so that we do not lose our sense of sin, that sense which seems so absent from our society. We will tell Jesus, help us to conquer our indifference and our sloth. Give us a sense of sin. Create in us, O Lord, a pure heart and renew a willing spirit in our minds. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, once again we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. Lord, listen to my prayer. Turn your ear to my appeal. You are faithful, you are just. Give answer. Do not call your servant to judgment, for no one is just in your sight. The enemy pursues my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead, long forgotten. Therefore my spirit fails. My heart is numb within me. I remember the days that are past. I ponder all your works. I muse on what your hand has wrought and to you I stretch out my hands. Like a parched land, my soul thirsts for you. 
Lord, make haste and answer, for my spirit fails within me. Do not hide your face, lest I become like those in the grave. In the morning, let me know your love, for I put my trust in you. Make me know the way I should walk. To you I lift up my soul. Rescue me, Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you, O Lord, are my God. Let your good spirit guide me in ways that are level and smooth. For your name's sake, Lord, save my life. In your justice, save my soul from distress. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord Jesus, early in the morning of your resurrection, you made your love known and brought the first light of dawn to those who dwell in darkness. Your death has opened a path for us. Do not enter into judgment with your servants. Let your Holy Spirit guide us together into the land of justice. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. The Lord will make a river of peace flow through Jerusalem. The The Lord Lord will make make a river of peace flow flow through through Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her, all you who love her. Exalt, exalt with her, all you who are mourning over her. Oh, that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breasts. For thus says the Lord, Lo, I will spread prosperity over her like a river, and the wealth of nations like an overflowing torrent. As nurslings, you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her son, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem, you shall find your comfort. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bodies flourish like the grass. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord Lord will make make a river of peace flow through through Jerusalem. Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God. Let Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God. Praise the Lord, for He is good. Sing to our God, for he is loving. To him our praise is due. The Lord builds up Jerusalem and brings back Israel's exiles. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up all their wounds. He fixes the number of the stars and calls each one by its name. Our Lord is great and almighty. His wisdom can never be measured. The Lord 
raises the lowly. He humbles the wicked to the dust. O sing to the Lord, giving thanks. Sing psalms to our God with the harp. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares the rain for the earth making mountains sprout with grass and with plants to serve man's needs. He provides the beasts with their food and young ravens that call upon him. His delight is not in horses, nor his pleasure in warrior strength. The Lord delights in those who revere him and those who wait for his love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. God our Father, great builder of the heavenly Jerusalem, you know the number of the stars and call each of them by name. Heal hearts that are broken. Gather together those who have been scattered and enrich us all from the plentitude of your eternal wisdom. Let, Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God. A reading from the Letter to the Romans The sufferings of the present are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Indeed, the whole created world eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. Creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but by him who once subjected it. Yet not without hope, because the world itself will be freed from its slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I think of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation 
by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray to God, who gives salvation to his people. You are our life, O Lord. You are our life, O Lord. Blessed are you, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by your mercy we have been reborn to a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You are our life, O Lord. You made man in your image and renewed him in Christ. Mold us into the likeness of your Son. You are our life, O Lord. Pour out your love through the Holy Spirit. Heal our hearts, wounded by hatred and jealousy. You are our life, O Lord. Today, grant work to laborers, bread to the hungry, joy to the sorrowful. Grace and redemption to all men. You are our life, O Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, let the knowledge of salvation enlighten our hearts, so that freed from fear and from the power of our enemies, we may serve you faithfully all the days of our life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm sending you forth to go out and make this day holy. Morning Air is coming up next with John and Glenn, Patrick Madrid later on, I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.